Thanks for checking out and tuning in to At the Table with Paul and Brandon. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And we really hope you enjoy today's show. So, as you know, I traveled to Arizona over this past week. Yes, you did. Weekend, really. Mm-hmm. I was gone for the Valentine's Day weekend. And, uh, Trying to escape the cold? Man, it was hot, bro. I'm sure. It, it was, was 81. It's Arizona. But 81 feels, like, we have 81 here, but 81 this time of year feels really hot. Like, it was 81. And that was probably, woo, it was kind of chilly there. Oh, they yes, they they were. In the evening, got down to, like, 60. And they were like, oh, I got to start a fire. Oh, I'm like, man. Yeah, it was bizarre. Mm. I, I, I miss it, though. But I had to fly from here to Denver. When I got there, I flew into a blizzard. Had a one and a half okay. hour delay. Nice. Um, it was. Oh yeah, it was. They so had trying to, to land in Denver, there was a blizzard in Denver. Yeah. So when we were, so when we were coming in, uh, they you know they can slow down airplanes, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. so, I didn't even notice until a couple years ago that that's why a lot of times you can get there ahead of schedule is because there's these windows where you can actually fly a little bit faster. Right. And so the pilot came on and said, "Hey." We were going to get you in there at this time, but we're, they want us to slow down because of the weather. Mm-hmm. And so, which is kind of crazy because, like, why, probably because they have people delayed on the ground. Um, that's why they're probably slowing you down. Or they may only have had one runway open because I've right. been in that situation before. And so, they, all the other planes had a taxi. It's, it's yeah. not the best. Yeah. And so, you know, for us, we're thinking, let's get let's get there as quick as possible because yeah. maybe it's going to get worse. But, right. you know, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we get we get delayed. And we get there, man. I mean, it's coming down. I mean, it's, you, have you been to Denver before? Never been. Nope. It's a lot of snow. Okay. It's coming down. Yeah. It's coming down thick. And so we get there, and I have to get off. The plane I'm taking from Denver to Phoenix is the same plane. But I have to get off and redo it again. I don't know why United does that. Right. Because you have to get your different seats. Yeah. So I, didn't, so like I had to get off mm-hmm. and get back on the plane. Mm-hmm. So then we get back on the plane, and it's like an hour and 15-minute delay. Um, we actually get out to uh, the to runway. So you they you know how you go to the how they taxi you out, taxi and you then out. you 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 go to the next turn you're gonna take off. Right. So they stopped us at that. It was mm. like three of us, mm. and they brought out the big deicing planes. Okay. The de- big deicers, and mm. they sprayed the stuff down. Okay. Um, <clears throat> interesting fact. I watched a documentary about airplanes sure that uh, went down, mm. <clears throat> and one of the reasons why it is is because they're they're made to deice. But when they sit too long, they need to get it. They need to have that thing done. Right. And so when I saw it come out, I was like, "Hey, I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> That's what you need to be doing." They right saw now. the same documentary. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because the pilot didn't call for it. Right. So sometimes you have to call for it's in the manual. You have to call for them to come do that. Right. And so, but it was interesting. But anyway, I say I didn't say I had a very long time flying from here to Denver to to Phoenix. From Phoenix to Houston to Raleigh, I had plenty of time yeah. to watch some things. Mm-hmm. So you know me, I'm going to watch some things. And uh, Very observant. We're in a series uh, about Ruth and Boaz, mm-hmm. one of our relationship series. Mm-hmm. And so I watched this documentary on Netflix called The Tender Swindler. Okay. Um, you would love it. Yes. It's, it it yeah. sucks you right in. Yeah. I mean, it's great. And it's, it's the story of... Uh, these two women. There's multiple women that this guy swindles. Okay, because okay. obviously it's called swindle. You you get it from the title. Yeah. Right. There's multiple women, but it focuses on these two women who find this guy on Tinder mm. who pretends to be this son of this diamond uh, guy. So it's not just a, a Tinder relationship that went r- awry. 
It was this guy's out to get him from the oh, start. Oh, he, he's okay. a con man. He's just con. Man. Oh yeah, okay. he's right. he's oh he's. He, I don't want to give it away. He's for a you. swindler. He is, but it's it's magnificent. Right. And the whole magnificent. What do you mean? It's magnificent. It's the documentary's done magnificent. Oh, okay. Like I thought you said that what he did was magnificent. It, no, it's just how they tell the story. <laughs> okay. They did they did a really good job. It's only an hour and forty five minutes. Okay. I don't want to give it all away for you because I want you to see it. And I want to see your follow up to it. Okay. I think I think you will love it. Okay. I I haven't think Miss Dana would. It's just okay. It, it gets you in, mm. and like you like you can't believe it because you're trying to figure out is something really happening or is it all made up? And it becomes it's all made up, and he's basically playing off these women's emotions okay. to want love. Okay, and so he basically is setting up this whole lie based off what we're kind of talking about in relationships. Like he's he's making himself be this perfect guy. He's sending the perfect things, giving the perfect gifts, taking them on these crazy. Uh, romances, right? The okay. the one lady even said, "I felt like I was in a Disney movie, or I felt like I was in the the movie. Like I felt like I was just swept off into this wonderful romance, and I felt sad because I could see that this lady wanted love, yeah, and I could see that that they wanted to be in this relationship, and that person manipulated that. And I just thought that how many times have we've been really hurt before. Like how, how easy has that been? Because we all really want love. We want the Boaz. Mm-hmm. Like we want that guy or, or the that, or that lady. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, was, I was getting to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we want them to be who they say they're going to be. And when we fall in love with them, we want it to be true. But sometimes there are people out there who, who prey on that. Yeah, because one of the ideas that I started this last week's message with was the idea that we all want to be loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how easily it is we can say we all want to love. I think more so we want to be loved because we, we live in our sinful nature. Our yeah. sinful nature wants to control us and wants to control our emotions and our actions. And so I think sometimes, because I've even caught myself doing it, right? You, if you're, you have to constantly examine and check your motivations for doing loving things. We talked about this before. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, like, if, right. is it truly loving, um, or am I just trying to mani- manipulate somebody so that I can get love, I can feel loved? And this guy was very intentional about that. Hundred percent. I'm not trying to get love from you. I'm just trying to get resources from you. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to swindle you. Yeah. But I'm taking advantage of their the, the lady's desire. For them to feel love and to feel like um, somebody was actually in love with them mm-hmm. and loving to them. Mm-hmm. And he did very loving things. They actually felt loved, but they weren't loved at all. No. And I think that to me is the interesting question is what does true love look like? Like what, when somebody loves us, what does that look like? I think that would be the thing that I would want to try to explore. Like how do we define what that is? We talked some. In the past, Chapman has done the love languages, you know, how we all express and feel love differently. Um, and I think there's a lot of truth in that. I've seen that in my own life. Um, but, you know, what what does truly being loving look like? What do you think? Uh, for me, I feel like... Uh, somebody just leaves you alone so you can watch documentaries all day? Is that loving to you? I mean, what what is, like, what is, what do you, what makes you feel like Camilla loves you? Man, that's interesting because I, I, Camilla is definitely better at being 
I would say truly loving than I am. Yeah. Like I talked about last time about how I feel like I have a lot more grace in my wife, mm -hmm. but I feel like she has much more capacity to actually genuinely love. Um, because the, the, we know that the Bible says love covers most of the sin. See, I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with that. What are you talking about? That she's more loving than you. I feel that she is. Cause I, let me, let me finish. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying she's not loving. But let me finish the reason why I say okay, that. Okay, all right. So maybe that'll change your point. Okay. Because I feel that I have done more damage in our relationship. Like, I feel like if you were to take our relationship and you would say, who has done more hurtful things mm -hmm. just by maturity, irresponsible, all that kind of stuff, and you stacked it up, I would say that I feel mine is by far the heaviest. The scale's gonna tip mm -hmm. to say that Brandon, you have done the most damage to your wife, to what she's done to you, and in a relationship as a whole. And I feel that her love is on display because it covers those sins. And I feel that she still loves me and accepts me. Does that make sense? So yeah. I feel like that is that to me is the true a true depth. Like, like I if it's all about merit based. I should have lost that a long time ago. Right. And so it must be a truth. It must be a true relationship. It must be like a genuine love because what else would have made her decide to stick with me because I didn't do things that were like, I didn't have the resources or I didn't do the things I was supposed to have done, yeah. but yet you love me anyway. Like, like the song says, right? You love me anyway. And so I feel like that's what I mean by, I feel like she's more loving because she's, I feel like she's had to be because I've been more stupid. <laughs> Does that make any sense what I'm trying to say? I guess, yeah. For me, it was... I understand exactly what you're saying. Okay. Um, I don't know if I was being clear. No, you are. Um, I guess I was saying, I, I don't believe that she loves you more than you love her. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, and I think love can be expressed in different ways. I think if we're perceptive enough. Right. You know? Yeah. In other words, I feel very loved by you as my friend. Oh, yeah. You, you know? Yeah, 100%. And, and so, 100%. And sometimes people might look at the way we interact and not think that it's loving at all, you know? But we love it. But we love it. <laughs> yeah, right. And so it's, yeah, it no, works. Yes. yes. And, and so I, I guess, in other words, I think some, sometimes if we're really trying to pay attention mm, I get that, that somebody is loving. Oh, yeah. It may, it may not look like it. It may not look like a Hallmark movie. No. I'm very, I'm not very Hallmark. As a matter of fact, not much looks like a Hallmark movie. Not much. But it sounds, it's, it's sounds so to true. me like what this guy did was he crafted a Hallmark movie in real life. Oh, 100%. And they fell for it. Yes. Well, it, because when, we when, want when, to. When that really doesn't exist, But though. we want to. That's the thing we're talking about. Yes. We kind of want to. Because we don't... Because like you said, you don't want to look behind and look for... You You have this thing in your mind where it's supposed to look like this. Yeah. Like scripted. Because mm -hmm. a Hallmark is scripted. You know? And so like yeah. when, you, when you do that, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Mm. This is my fairy tale. This is my dream. Nobody's ever surprised by the plot... Of a Hallmark movie and how it turns out. They're all, I mean, so, they're so bad. There's never the, I mean, it's just, yeah. It's, but you know my wife loves those, right? Of course, mine does too. <laughs> Do you have the Hallmark channel? Uh, no. Do you know there is one? If you oh, go to oh, yeah, you go yeah. Prime, you know, you, you can get, you they, they have all of them there. Okay, yeah. Just, keep that quiet. I mean, this might be where you can uh, love your wife. Here, baby. Turn this movie on. There's a lot of times I turn that on and I say, hey, 
Won't you go ahead and watch this while I go <laughs> upstairs? <laughs> Let me love you by by paying nine ninety nine a month for the all of our movies. <laughs> yeah, but is that for you or is that for it's her? It's very selfish. That's probably so unloving. That's what I'm trying to yeah, say. No, it's just for yeah. me. I'm motivated to try to. I'm I am faking my love and concern for you, right. and I'm concerned by going upstairs and watching something on YouTube because I don't want to watch all my movies. Right. And, and she sees it. And, and honestly, for me, <laughs> I, I'd rather sit and watch YouTube or a documentary or something like that anytime over pretty much anything that I've ever seen on TV. Pretty much. And, and so there are times where I'll, I will sit. And Dana loves to watch movies. I, I like movies to some extent, but I just hate the hassle of trying to pick out a movie and, and all that stuff, you know, there. And so sometimes, I, but that's, that's. Those are those are moments where we've talked about that before. Like, how do you how do you make sacrificial, how do you do sacrificial acts to truly be loving to somebody? And don't you think um, that's the basis of love? True that, love. That is, is the basis of love. In other words, I, I guess what I'm saying for me, like the the tender swindler, he was very intentional about crafting something that just doesn't exist in real life. In other words, nobody actually lives out a relationship like that for the long term. Well, you may live out a relationship like that for brief moments of dating in the dating process, but I'm just saying, yes. like do, doing life day in, day out, paying bills, raising kids, going to work, all that stuff. Like nobody, nobody lives out the Hallmark movie. And that's the, that was the issue. Like he was, he was not in the same city because mm. he was a he was presenting himself to be a multimillionaire or like the son of a diamond mogul who has billions of dollars okay and so he was in different areas talking with these girls and he was trying to get them to like build a fantasy of hey i'm wrapping up these deals let's buy this home move this money like the whole idea but like you see yeah they weren't living together it was a, it was the hey let me fly you here it was hey come spend the weekend here mm-hmm. and see this beautiful right. life i could provide for you mm-hmm. but it's it's just around the corner right it's like you said before but it wasn't any day-to-day grind it wasn't it was it was fantasy. Yeah. It was everybody's dream. So then, why do you fall for it? Because deep down inside, I think we want the dream. I mean, we we all want the happy ever after. That's why Disney changed the endings of these movies. All those stories had horrible endings, and Disney was a genius and said, "I'll tell this whole story and say, and they live happy ever after." Right, and it sells because mm-hmm. everybody wants that. Every little girl wants to be the princess. Every little boy wants to be Prince Charming. We want to slay the dragon. We want to we want to rescue the beautiful girl. We want her to fall deeply in love with us. We want him to have all his teeth. <laughs> we want we want the mo- we want the monsters under the bed to truly be lovable and cuddle, yep. cuddly. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, I and get it. I mean, for me, I, I understand that. But but see, the thing is, but here's the thing. Even to your point, let's let's take let's take it even to the scripture. Yeah, we all want to be Ruth and we all want to be Boaz. Yeah, but that sometimes doesn't happen either, Paul. Right. And so I'm saying, like, even even there, we we want that too. Like, we want to see what we see there. We we want to see that type of love. Mm. We want to see that type of thing out there. So when we, we read something and we see that there's a Boaz, we see that there's a man who can be that way, and we see that there's a a woman that can be that way. Don't don't we want that? Like that? While 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 we want something, why would you want C class when you can get an A? Yeah, but I think that the story of Ruth and Boaz is that. I mean, according to scripture, he's he's not married at this point. We don't know that right, for sure, right. but it's not explicit, but it never says he had another wife. Nope. So he's not married at this point. Mm-hmm. So there's some struggle in his life. We know that Ruth has lost her husband, and she was married for 10 years, and she was barren. She didn't have any kids. Yep. And so there's some struggle in her so life. So there's some struggle in her life. True. And she's having to, she's she's like giving herself to poverty to be with Naomi. And then, she, you know, Naomi's sitting back at the crib while 
Ruth is going out trying to find food for him. Like this is a very difficult path. Mm -hmm. She's a Moabite woman Uh in a Jewish culture. Uh Like she's she's entering another culture, and so. People can look at the story and say, oh, it's just beautiful. In the end, uh, they have Obed, and Obed's the father of Jesse. Jesse's the father of Jesus, I mean, father of David, and David, you know, becomes a king. Becomes a king, and then Jesus comes from the line of David. It's just, look at this. Man, Ruth had it all. But it was a a very difficult journey for her to get there. There was nothing about her life that's a Hallmark movie. Correct. I mean, it's, and, and we don't know how difficult things got beyond that, you know? At some point, I'm sure she outlived Boaz. Probably. Probably. You know, so. I just feel like that there's, there really is no Hallmark movie. There really is no story that's, that's like that. There's a price to be paid for the love we want. Right. And and, some, lo- and love is not going to look like what romanticism has crafted. And sometimes we might miss it because we're chasing after the Hallmark or we're chasing after that that thing that, as you said, really isn't. Really, it's fantasy more than it is reality. Mm-hmm. Like you, like I liked how you've been talking about. You've been using a lot of the romance language, yeah. Because you really have felt that in our culture, we we kind of get romance mixed up. Like you yes. know, like sentimental, being romantic, being loving. Um, we we don't we don't get it. We don't get it the same way right. that it truly is. Um, and so I think that's 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 good to redefine that. Yeah. Like yeah, like. Like, yeah, people might look at the way we are and the way we banter and they might think that from the outside, that's not that's not loving. Right. Like it was it was very interesting. We had a guy who is going to be coming and doing some things with us part time come to our staff meeting. Right. And I thought it was interesting because, you know, you and I and our staff, we're going to be who we are. If, right. you, if you come and observe us, you're going to you're going to see right right off the bat. We're not trying to play games for you. No, it's not. It's not a show. And there's a lot of strong personalities in the room beyond you and me. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> That's, that that was very and very one, of, well one, of, one of whom I'm directly responsible very, for. Very, <laughs> very, very well. But he came to us after that, and it was interesting because I didn't think he was going to say that. But he was like, "Man," he said, "I really loved the tension that you mm-hmm. guys had, and I loved how you guys." Dove into that, mm-hmm. and so he was able to see what somebody might see as something that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. He could see because he, he's wise, he has wisdom right. around, and he can see that it is healthy. Mm-hmm. And just as like just what you were saying, you might look at something and say, "Man, that guy." Like if you look at me, I'm very sarcastic, right? I'm gonna chide you, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm I'm just, you know, I'm a tutty. Teddy bear, like I'm, I'm very loving, right? And so I'm just doing that as a show. And so if I pick on you, it's because I actually really like you. Mm-hmm. And so you, if you get to know me, you like, oh, Brandon really likes you. But some people, when they first get to know me, like, uh, like, uh, uh, some people at South Raleigh, they don't know sarcasm. They were very put off by that. And so you, you have to look and see, like, maybe how you view love, it might be wrong, and you might be making a misinterpretation about what love truly is. Just by first by first blush. Yeah, I mean, I think romance in and of itself is is not. I, I talked about this. I think in the first message, the idea of being intentionally sentimental. Like yeah. you, people. Some people are really good at that. Uh-huh. You know, um, you know, leaving the card in the right place, or you know, dropping a flower here, or you know, leaving some candy there. You know, sending, you know, having flowers sent. Some people are really good at, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that that's not being loving. I'm just saying that sometimes we we stamp that as being loving, but when a husband, you know, sloshes out in the middle of the night to go fill his wife's car up with gas, so the next morning when she got ready to go to work, she has gas like that. That's not 
There's nothing sentimental about that, but that's just as loving. But like, when I forget, I'm I've definitely been unloving in that in that trust in that moment when I don't do it, I definitely have been unloving. Yes. I mean, and we're not that's the whole point. Like we're not always gonna get those things right. But but they're but also the, not flowers. But the intention is yeah. there. hundred percent. And but they don't they don't look like no. you know, the 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 beautiful, you know, guy serenading, like this gorgeous guy, like he's up on a balcony serenading his, you know, the girl he's dating, whatever. Like all that's like that's that's just that doesn't exist. And and so I, I think it's it's sad that some guy was able and intentional enough with his deception to capitalize on these women's desire to be loved. And so for them, it was magical, right? Because he had he was crafting right before them their dream. Yes. That had been crafted and shaped by their culture. A hundred percent. And not by their understanding of what God says true love really is. Because true love really is serving. It's really sacrificial. It's sacrificial and it's Selfless. serving. Like yes. when you like like yeah, I mean True love's not gonna ask you to sign a prenup. True love's not going to ask you to put your name on a bank note before you're married. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Those, those are the things you got to be you, alarm, alarm bells. You just really kiss me on. some of the stuff you said. I'm just not expecting that to happen. No, that's funny. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I mean, it, it and it's like everything that you do, like you said, it's not going to look sexy. Like it's like like you said before, like serving your serving that person, like knowing. Like I know for a fact, like it sounds silly, but the things that really make my wife feel loved mm. are some of the most basic things like when i take like when i know that she's busy and i take care of the groceries and mm-hmm. i get them make sure they get that that done or you know like i said before like when i know that her car when she was going a lot of places putting the gas in the vehicle for because yep. she because she didn't want to have to get up because she, she had to get up so early to go do it right. and it was dark outside mm-hmm. like those type of things made her feel feel really good like you know when when I would get something for her, and I'm, there was a time I remember that we would go get like salads from like Wendy's or McDonald's, right? And it would come with all the stuff, and like I'd prepare it for her. I would cut her lettuce a little bit, and I would mm-hmm. cut her stuff, and I'd put a little extra seasoning on it. Right. And cause I knew that she wanted that, right. but like that made, I didn't even really think about it, mm-hmm. but that mattered to her right. because she felt loved mm-hmm. in that time. I don't send, I mean, I send my wife flowers every now and then because you know me, I'm actually kind of a sentimental guy. You are. You know, and yeah. so <laughs> Camilla hates it. Don't be sending me this edible arrangement. It's too expensive. Right? Like she I but I try to I try to do that. Like when she was down there last time uh for her birthday mm-hmm. when she was in Arizona in November, mm-hmm. um, I sent uh, like a bear and I sent it to like where she was at. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Yeah. And I know you're there. You know, and, I, and I'm the guy that that leaves her little rice crispy treat stuff in her car. Like I do that kind of stuff. Right. Just because I'm trying to, but my love language is giving gifts. Mm-hmm. So obviously I love to see that look on her face. Um but as we talked before, is that is that I get something out of that though. So like is that even being sacrificial? You know, because it you know in in a certain way, like am I am I doing that because I do get pleasure from knowing that I made you happy. You know, and so like really sacrifice is that a lot of times you want to try to get to the truest place of I have nothing to gain from this. Like Jesus died on the cross. Mm. He gave his life for us. Mm. Now, his love for us was to the fact that he just wanted us to be with him so much that he died. I mean, we're the bride. And so like, are are we compelling enough to say that I'm, 
I'm no longer taking from you, right. but I'm willing to love you so much that I'm giving everything so you have to the point where I don't have even enough to live. Right. That's the difference. And that's what the tender swindler was not doing. Gotcha. He was giving them all the things he could to rope them in, mm. but he was never, he was really never giving himself to any of these women that cost him anything. Right. And if you're not, if if love doesn't cost you anything, I don't think it's true love. No. I mean, love has to be sacrificial. Like, if, if you're the only one that's receiving benefit of a relationship, you're not being loving at all. You're not in a relationship. No. No, you're not. You're definitely not. You're, you're being, in something. You're, you're being served. You're, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. You're in something. I mean, you've created something. You've crafted something. You've manipulated something. But you're not in a relationship. No. Because a relationship is relating. Like, it's, it's you <laughs> and I working out or, yes. and sacrificing. And I, I just, I don't know. It, it's heartbreaking to me that there are people who would be intentional about capitalizing on somebody's desire to be loved. So that they can simply have financial gain. But but why do you think, so at the end of the documentary, what you'll see, they ask the lady and she's like, no, I'm still looking for love. Mm-hmm. And she's actually still on the app. Um, why do you think, even though we've been hurt and manipulated so many times, why do you think that for so many, they don't ever give up on that? Like why? Like Naomi has, uh, Ruth has been through so much. Mm-hmm. Why do you think she was still willing? Um, Boaz, like, why do you? Why do you think you get, it brings you back to the well that you don't just say, you know what, I'm just going to go in my hut, be a hermit. Some people do, but most of us don't. Why do you think that is? Um, because I think that's what we were created for. Mm-hmm. I think Adam and Eve in the garden, intimacy, you know, intimacy. They were created to to be in relationship with each other and with God, and they were given the command to be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. And that has to happen in community. It has to happen in relationship. And so, ultimately, deep down, even if we don't acknowledge that that's the truth. It's still a driving force inside of us at at a deep level, to where we are drawn to that. We are drawn to to figure that out. And so, and the other the other thing too is we see we do see healthy relationships around us to the mm-hmm. point to where we feel like, well, well, if they can have that, why can't why can't I? So and so, I just got to keep trying to till I can get that right. And I think that is also a motivating factor. But I think. You, you would think at some point some people would just give up, and some people do. Some people just say, I'm done, I'm done trying because I've been hurt too many times, and they just shut, they just shut that door. Um, and so they have to live with the pain not only of not feeling love in that type of way, but also being able to give love. Like there's, some, there's a benefit for us in being able to love somebody else sacrificially because I think one of the things we're trying to get across in this series is that there's a, there's a purpose in our marriage beyond just us loving that other human being that we're in relationship with. It's, it's more about us learning how much God loves us and us understanding that God loves us so sacrificially. And so how is it that I can't love this other person sacrificially? So I think that, that is a part of, part of the marital relationship living with each other is the idea of what it says about God's relationship with us. And I think to me, you know, when, when we miss that, we, or when we say, okay, I'm, I'm closed off from that, or I'm, I'm just not going to pursue that anymore, I think we are missing a little bit uh, of the fullness of who God uh, would, would like us to be. Now, are some people called to live a single life? Sure, I, I think there are. I mean, I, I'm just saying that I think in, in general, like when you speak about most people, I think that there is something deep within us that causes us to that other person. Thanks again for checking out this week's episode of At the Table with Paul and Brandon. Be sure that you like and subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. We'll see you then.